So this is going to be our first episode, kind of our first very special episode that we are, we're actually going to be releasing the day after we recorded it. Um, and it's going to be kind of out of a regular sequence as, uh, and because we are, we are, we are kind of doing, rather than doing a random episode, we're going to be doing like a full season of show. And so we have a unique opportunity to actually talk about kind of like current events in our lives. It's true. And it actually is up to date. Yeah, so it, it, we live where this is, you know, not why we're doing this. We're doing this because of the show, not because of the current events. But it just so happens that this is corresponding with uh, kind of, I guess I shouldn't say the height of, because who knows when the height of that is going to actually happen. But this is we're kind of where we're in, uh, depending we're on where you live. We're about a week or two into. Yeah, to coronavirus uh, uh, kind of shutdown time in the United States. Um so just kind of wanted to know, kind of hear from you, like, what are you, what are you up to? How is, how are things going? Um, you know, I, I know you work at, at a hospital, like, you know, you know, if you want to talk about that, like what, what's, what kind of, what's your life like right now? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little weird. So, uh, basically my department has kind of been doing a thing where we just have about half of the staff, uh, kind of going into the hospital and half staying home for a week at a time just to try to minimize the number of people that are um that are there well it's Um, worth noting too you you don't you're not working you would not be working with uh patients who would be infected typically like you you work in yeah uh, usually not so yeah with surgery we try to we've been trying very hard not to at least (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah but yeah not like directly caring for like people that are there being treated for it um, but yeah, so, so like this last week I was actually home almost all week. I went in for one, one case overnight, uh, oh, wow. on, uh, I guess Thursday night, but, um, but yeah, but this, this week I, I've actually pretty much been home. So it's been a lot of just, uh, at least some catching up with things around the house and various like projects I've needed to work on in that. And then a good amount of intending to do that and instead playing minecraft so (laughs) yeah you know what is it 12 years later or however long ago minecraft came out still still gets me so yeah uh yeah i'm i've i have been working and watching picard i did a lot of watching picard this week Uh, yep yeah uh i i've been doing a lot of uh working from home i've been working from home for the last two weeks so has kim my wife um reggie has also been out of school the whole time and then ben's daycare my younger son's daycare closed like end of end of last week so like so like a like a week and a day ago mm-hmm. so this whole week they've been home so that's been like a little bit of a challenge to get stuff done but i don't really mind the working from home part i used to do it a fair amount, honestly, when I was working at the paper. Um, but getting things done with them is a little bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, I believe I've, I've also been playing a lot of civilization six, uh, nice. which I bought a while Still. ago and, and now people actually have the time to play with me. So I've been <laughs> doing that. But then also like, I remembered how much I get addicted to civ games. And so I've definitely played They're a lot a of huge it time suck. Yeah. I by myself. To. But, uh, uh, the, the offer remains open if you if you uh, get it i'll play with you yeah i i, I really should 
Anyway, on to the show, which which will include a special theme because it is a special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hi there, and welcome to a special episode of Out of Contracts, the show where usually two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. Now, this time... Uh, I was sorry. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. Now, this time, uh, we watched it in a particular order. We did. Uh, we watched all of Star Trek Picard in a row. And, and I should say, this is going up, again, as I said, like the day after. And so, this is not that we usually are like the most... Uh, <laughs> the, le- the, the leading edge of, of Star Trek content. Well, I was going to say, well, we're not usually the bleeding edge of, like, editing podcasts. Uh, oh, yeah. That's but true. this is going to go up basically completely unedited unless, like, someone comes in and, you know, starts firing a gun off or something like that. Like, it's going to basically go out <laughs> as <laughs> is, you know, with just with, like, some levels adjusted. Uh, so you have to bear bear with us, but this is this is what we had to do to get something out in a kind of relevant uh, time period. Yeah. Um, but uh, I should say too, these episodes are going to go into our random number. Num- these are episodes that are going to go into our random number generator. Yes, so we will uh, be we will wa- talk- Yeah, we will we'll be revisiting individually individual episodes. Yeah, and kind of talking about the individual ones. This one was more just for us to get out kind of our feelings about the show itself and its existence and the various other things. I'm sure we'll have to say about it. Yeah, it's more of an overview episode. Um, you know, this is kind of like one of the few times we can be kind of relevant to something that's happening in the moment. So yeah. it seemed like a good idea. And also, I just I was planning on watching the show and I really wanted to talk to you about it. So, yeah, it's it's a good thing for that, too. Uh, so, you know, I mentioned that we did watch all of these in order, uh, but it kind of turns out that if you really wanted to watch it in contracts, there's also a few other. There's, yeah. So things. I was trying to compile a list of like required viewing of like for you to really have any idea like under completely understand what's going on what else would you have had to watch now it's a weird it's a strange list i would say uh Uh now uh and and i just it's fortunately like kim and i just recently finished watching tng and then we watched all the changing movies and then after that we watched the abrams star trek and then beyond and so because i think all of the like all of that is probably required, right? Like well, you have to have seen pretty much all of TNG. Well, I, I, I'm not even sure that I, I think you have to have seen some TNG, but like mostly the series finale of TNG, and then Nemesis, Nemesis, Nemesis for sure, and then and uh, then the JJ Abrams two, movie, yeah, JJ Abrams 2009 Star Trek. I think those are like probably the three most important pieces of Star Trek media to have seen. Yeah. For this, which is, but also quite a bit of Voyager too. For like all the Borg stuff, I feel like. You have to have seen a lot, like for like Seven of Nine and and some of the other Borg stuff. Yeah, um, there's definitely stuff from Voyager in there. Um, well, yeah, I, I didn't think about that yet. So you probably it's good to have seen like First Contact and or First like Contact, Best of Both Worlds. That's a good point too. I feel like you could actually get away with probably not watching a lot of Voyager other than just knowing who Seven of Nine is because they like yeah it, they reference some other stuff like Echeb is is in like the last season of Voyager. Right, and we'll we'll talk about that too because i well i can talk about it now it doesn't really matter we can do this do this over and over we have not seen an episode for this show with each of i don't think and so i don't think I, we have no we're maybe one i think maybe one of the uh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure if we have or not. So Echib is like another uh, ex-Borg, right? That that, yeah, uh, that they... or is the show calls them Xbies. Yeah. Um, that uh, that kind of like befriends uh, Seven of Nine, and he gets yeah. brutally killed in uh, in like the the cold open of one of these episodes. Yeah. And, and I did not know who he was, and then later on she she said she kind of talks about she kind of refers to him, and I was like, oh, I think that's a character from. From Voyager yeah, that I have not is, seen yet. From but. So yeah, that's true. You should, so you you should have, probably know. So you've seen but. Nemesis now. This is the one thing because I think one of the times we talked, you hadn't seen Nemesis yet. But yes, I, okay. So I have seen Nemesis. You know, and you're right. Like thinking about it more, like you you should have probably seen about the Bulls worlds, maybe First Contact, and certain. And I would say like yeah. uh, the I board the also stuff, like yeah yeah. Um, so there are a few things, but and probably yeah, I was, like various data things too. Like you well, have to have a pretty good understanding of data to, to really get a lot of it. Yeah, and and everyone is you know who's watching this, I assume, is probably at least pretty well versed in TNG. But but again, like I'm just thinking of like specific stuff. It's like yeah. you probably should have watched Nemesis recently to kind of like refresh your memory as to what happened, which is like funny to me. I don't think it's a bad idea, but I think it's funny because that movie is pretty and i would say like justifiably so like universally reviled it's not a very good movie it um it's not it's not the worst star trek movie but that's not really like holding it up to like a very high standard it's (laughs) it's not very good um and i don't know did you have you it's been a while since i've seen nemesis like basically all i remembered from it pertinent like i remembered the whole data sacrificing himself at the end Mm -hmm. i like vaguely remembered that b4 was a thing right and they only like kind of mention him a couple times in this um and then i know that but it it's has like a lot to do with like though. romulan stuff but i don't remember the specifics of all the romulan stuff basically yeah uh, i i think that's actually again like you know you're right now that i'm thinking about it more like there is a lot of stuff from a lot of that era because i think that yeah. a lot of the romulan stuff we're supposed to know about is from like deep space nine so it certainly i yeah. think it rewards because this it is because like what I'm thinking about this is, and I think there have been one or two times I've asked you this about an episode before, but very much I think is the case for this series of, and we haven't talked about it at all, but I would assume one of, like one of the criticisms I've heard, and I would assume one of your feelings about it, and and one that I I share too is that it doesn't feel like Star Trek. Like, it doesn't kind of grasp the essence of, like, what makes Star Trek Star Trek. And so I was going to ask, you know, if this were, if it weren't a Star Trek thing, if this were just a completely random, like, a completely separate sci-fi show, would you, like, would you think it was a good show or not? But I don't think you can with this because it's so dependent on being Star Trek. No, I can tell you, I can tell you how I'd feel about it. Okay. Uh I would not like it. It's like, like, so let's, let's get into it. Like, yeah, I think this is bad. Really? Like that, yeah. that strongly you feel? Cause yes. I, I feel, I, I didn't hate it. I, I, again, I could definitely like see it, like point out a lot of problems and a lot of issues with it. Um, there were kind of chunks of it that I just wanted to be over. Um, but there was a part of it that I like. I, they were on it. Like, it was, it's very, it seemed very well made to me. Like, it's very visually pretty. Um, and, and, like, 
some of the characters I thought were very like likable. Um, all all of the Romulan stuff. I just whenever it was on screen, I wanted it to not be on screen, <laughs> um, and just like get back to. Yeah. Mostly, I just I really liked uh, Santiago Cabrera. I thought did a really good job with his character. That's he, um. That's uh, uh, Rios. Chris Rios, the captain. Yeah. Okay. I I enjoyed him a lot. He was a lot of fun. Um, so and just seemed very likable to me. I, that, I think I have like almost the opposite opinion of you because I actually do think this does an okay job at like being whatever Star Trek is. Certainly, I would say like a better job than my recollection of like uh, Discovery. I think it, really? it it like has like the Star Trek stuff a little bit more, or at least it's trying to in a way that I don't think Discovery is trying to. But I think. I just think it's really poorly made. Like, really? like I, I think the Star Trek stuff of it, I think, kind of works a little bit better than the actual like well, I'll, I'll writing say, think, and like story construction and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, there's a there's a couple of little things where I'm like, that's very not Star Trek to me, which we can get into. But yeah. uh, the um, mostly, I just I found this so boring. Like, I I, I just. Yeah, so that like story yeah. story wise, I I think I probably agree with you. You know, I I feel like it's well produced, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it's well sort of conceived or or written. It's yeah, and it, we can maybe go into that first. That it it's it's very it's very slow for something where they talk so much about like the urgency of it. Um, they they spend a lot of time not doing the thing that Picard's like trying really hard to do. Like they spend the first, well, I think, four or five episodes just like putting together the crew and getting the ship. That's that's my biggest problem with the show. So oh, so yeah. let's before we get into like the specific complaints and stuff, let's let's talk about like what the like, you know, give me give me sure. like, the elevator pitch for like yeah, what so, happens in this season. So of the basically, show. and we so, are going to do like full spoilers. Like we you know we're not yeah. going to talk about everything individually, but you know anything is on the table. I would say. Yeah. So essentially, the kind of the plot of this show is um, uh, they start out with kind of this very this exposition that's delivered through a television interview that Picard's giving that basically the, the wormhole that, or not the wormhole, the, there was a supernova that destroyed the planet of Romulus that happened in Star Trek, the Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek 2009. Yeah. Um, And before that happened, Picard was leading this effort to try to kind of evacuate all the Romulans and save them. And then, a at the same time, on at like the the Federation shipyards on Mars were attacked by a bunch of uh, androids, or they, they they keep calling them synthetics, kind of through this episode. But they're essentially androids, like based on kind of the same technology that was used to make data, but not as advanced. Right now, now can, can I just interject for a quick second and say, uh. This is all new information to us yes. the, all, because Star Trek 2009 is set mostly in an alternate timeline. Uh, and so we kind of at the very beginning, you have like the original timeline and you just see basically that there was a supernova that blew up Romulus and Spock was there and yeah. at least and one person involved. And, and that's kind of set off all the events 
Spectre. Yeah, Spock, Spock Prime. And Spock Prime ends up, because of this, he kind of ends up going, accidentally yeah. going into this other timeline. Yeah. And so... So all we know is that Romulus was destroyed by a supernova. Right. That's And that's... And that the... So at least someone in the Federation was trying to avert this, but yeah. it failed. Yeah. Uh, that's all we know. Yeah. And then we're kind of given all this backstory about Mars and the synthetics and, and essentially the that ever since then there's been a ban on any sort of synthetic life, any sort of android or anything. And also Picard quit Starfleet because because there was all this kind of turmoil because of that, that they, they wouldn't let him rescue the Romulans. And he made this kind of big gesture and, and resigned. And so all the Romulans died, or most of the Romulans died, and all the synthetics have been banned. And that's kind of the the backstory that we're provided with that set the setting of the stage for, for this. Mm. And so Picard's just hanging out on his vineyard in France. And... His vineyard as, as seen in... In his, in the series finale of uh, yeah when he go when he goes when he goes to the future in the in the series finale of uh, TNG because his vineyard is it's very similar to what it actually yeah. is in the show um, and so so he's there and then he's approached by uh, this girl named Dodge who uh, yes yeah, that's correct who is uh, has just found out that you know she had always thought she was human but she's actually a incredibly sophisticated um, synthetic uh, life form that was created about three years ago that she just found out about this and then she's killed by Romulan the Romulan like secret police or like assassins yep and as Picard's investigating this he finds out that she had that there these are these synthetic life forms were created from sort of what was left of data after he died and for plot reasons, whenever they're created, they have to be created in pairs. There's always two of them. And so he always decides... Always two there are. Always two there. No more, no less. Which uh, is actually not... It turns out, like, not really true at the end of the... Or like, they, they... At the end of it, it, there's another one of them, kind of. No, there's, there's, there's not. There, I think there... Because that one was the sister of the one that um, Rios just, like, by sheer random chance happened to be on the ship that they encountered. Right. But she, she looks the same though. Like she's the same, it's the same actress. Yeah. They have the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, sorry. like she was created in a pair with that other one. And then Dodge and Soji were created in a pair. So, mm. so Picard decides that he's going to just like get a ship and take off into space to try to find her sister. Well, because yeah, he figures out where she is living because they like do like a reverse. He does like a ver- reverse trace on like does it, I, I thought that, phone calls. Oh, was it? I, I didn't realize that he was able. I thought it was later on that he was able to figure out where she was. I think maybe not. Or I, that I, I think at first he's just going. Or at first he's just going to look for um, Bruce Maddox, who is the like the scientist. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so he kind of, and this is where. And again, like, this is still all the first, like, two episodes, maybe. And then he kind of, like, tries to get a ship, tries to get a crew, goes to various other planets on the way there just to get more of a crew. All the time talking about, like, how, you know, desperate he is that he has to 
find her and save her and save the universe and just kind of like dinks around for a really long time before making any sort of progress. Um, now, but it, it, it ends it's up, kind of pitched as like a redemption arc for him too, because one, yeah. I think one thing that is, that is like kind of an interesting choice for the show is that he's kind of portrayed as like sort of like a failure, not a failure, but like, like he kind of, you know, his principled stand to quit Starfleet. Like he kind of just decided to stop trying to save the Romulans. Yeah. And so, He's not responsible for their deaths, but like he kind of like the, there's like a he heavy implication. Like, he, like he could have kept on, yeah. he kept on, he could have kept on trying, and he kind of didn't. And so and that that touches on, I think one of my one of my major points about the show, um, that uh, there there's a point, and I think it's when he's going to go to the planet to pick up Elnor, um, that uh, that Rafi, who's his like kind of old friend second in command says the man can't even take a guilt trip without using a starship and that i wrote down <laughs> that's basically like the tagline of the whole series right yeah. um but but it's a weird thing because like it's a criticism that everyone kind of makes to him is that he's sort of this old you know he was this once great man that now is old and washed up but like he has so much ego that he feels like he has to kind of redeem himself for all, all this guilt that he feels about Data and about the Romulans and about Daj, and then that he kind of like just goes off on this mission entirely for his own... Like, he does it for him, not for anything else, but just kind of for his own, like, sense that, you know, I, I need to make this right, and I need to, like, feel like I'm doing something important. And, like, that's... Like, these are things that everyone is saying about him to like tell him why he shouldn't be doing it but they're all actually right like this is actually the case hmm. and then I, at the I end guess... he does still end up saving the universe too but it, it it's very much a like kind of one great man type thing yeah but i i do think that like he actually i think you're right like there is like a part of it that's like soothing his conscience but it's not like he's doing anything he is doing like the right thing yeah. though i think like people are criticizing him the people are criticizing him they might be kind of right but also like they would rather not do the right thing that's you know? true yeah and and he uh he is still ultimately trying to do the right thing you know yeah. and it is i think probably a little bit of a redemptive arc in his own mind but also it's like he's john picard's a good guy you know and so yeah. like he this is kind of him feeling like, well, I failed once, but like, I don't have to fail. I, I can, I can try it again. Like, like that's, you know, failure is only like a failure if you yeah. don't, uh, if, if you, if you give up, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. So keep going. Sorry. So, yeah. So then I guess again, to kind of very broad overview, um, they find, uh, Soji, who is the other, the other sister, the other one of these synthetics, uh, kind of right as she's about to be, um, because she's she's been there's been a Romulan spy that's trying to get the information out of her of where the rest of them live, and right as she tells him and he's about to kill her, Picard comes and rescues her, and then they all go to the the planet where the synthetics are, and it kind of culminates in this big. Um, the Romulans are trying to destroy all the synthetics because the Romulans have this ancient like prophecy or legend that mm-hmm. synthetic life will bring about like the destruction of all living things. Yeah. It's, it's like a uh, Romulan Ragnarok kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then 
the synthetics find out that there is actually they have the ability to do that that they can build this beacon that summons these like extra dimensional robots that'll come and sort of free them and will destroy all organic life and Picard kind of has to talk Soji out of doing that and kind of sacrifices himself to protect them she decides to you know to shut down the the beacon and save all of existence um and then at the very end they use this sort of Chekhov's golem um that was <laughs> just weird that you know is because we, we this is the other thing is we had found out early in the series that Picard has some uh like brain degenerative brain degenerative disease. brain thing that he is gonna eventually kill him now um, and, and uh, this is also something that we learn in the series finale of TNG because because he he in the scenes of that yeah. finale that are in the future he has this disease so it's not getting another yeah. and so um, so we find we know that like Picard is going to die and then we f- we're shown this like robotic body that can have a human consciousness put into it and no one knows. Can, has any idea of how that's going to turn up um, and so then at the very end of the show they put him into this body and he comes back to life and gets all his crew together on the ship and like warps off into space and shortly thereafter we find out that the series has been renewed for a second season <laughs> well I, I will give them credit like they actually had uh, two different Deus Ex Machinas in the episode that made me think like which one of them is it going to be because my money was actually originally on that that weird thing that they have that can do anything that you imagine it to do and i was like oh, oh yeah that f- was fun gonna f- fix his brain with that but then it turned out it was gonna, it was the other one which yeah. is the one where you can transfer someone's brain into a right uh into a, a synthetic body yeah um, so so that's that's picard um and the so yeah so i guess the kind of overarching thing about like the the show and the theming of it is that so i I read an interview i think it was an interview with jonathan frakes actually because he he appears in two episodes and i think directed a couple of of the episodes as well because that's mostly what he's uh what he's doing these days is directing yeah it's not really acting anymore although he does i thought he did a really good job in mm-hmm. the episodes he appeared in he was like i really enjoyed the one where it's where he's just kind of living on this planet with his family he's just so like he and i mean again like uh he he's always nailed the just kind of innate likability like he just yeah he's he's he's, he's ridiculously great. charismatic uh yeah. john breaks um and like i feel like has become even more so in as he's aged like he's just this real nice old guy that like you do just want to go like hang out on his planet and eat pizza with him and tell him your problems and he'll just like smile fatherly at you anyways and um, i will say too as much as i did not really enjoy the show overall like seeing him at the end captaining a starship like wearing the star trek uniform i was like yeah that was a big that was a good moment that's the there. stuff like yeah <laughs> yeah and he was so great in that because again he had that same degree of like because he he shows up and sort of stands down like stares down the the Romulan 
uh, leader and, you know, threatens her with, like, I have this huge armada of the best starship Starfleet has, and and he's still just so charismatic with it, but so, like, authoritative. He he nailed it, I thought. Um, now, but uh, but uh, anyway, so this on. interview I was reading with him, and I, he kind of touches on it, but he talks about how the the main, I think, so is Akiva Goldsman the main, like, kind of creator of the show or the main person behind it? I think they've had a couple of changes. Let me, I have it up on memory alpha. Let me look here. Because so, I saw his name associated with a lot of the, the main episodes. And he's the, he's a sort of writer, director, producer who was, is also one of the big people behind Discovery is my understanding. And, um, or I guess, yeah, I'm trying uh, maybe to, I guess just some episodes of Discovery. I'm trying, trying to see because he's he's one of the producers, Q Goldsman's, but he's also with with Alex Kurtzman and a few other people, yeah, including uh, including Rod, uh, Rod Roddenberry. But um, yeah, but but it, and I forget who it was that initially said that. But they they he um, and Freaks talks about it a little bit in this interview is that there was kind of this uh, this feeling that you know that the original the old Star Treks were written for a different time and like you know, had this sort of optimism about the future and that that doesn't fit as much with the time we live in now. And so it's, you know, it it has this kind of darker feel where, you know, the highest ranks of Starfleet are, you know, working against what's, you know, actually right. And you can't trust anybody. And like all of this terrible, heavy stuff is always happening. And it just struck me as like a very kind of, Zack Snyder type approach of like the problem with Superman is that he's just too darn super. And well, it's it's also like it's the problem. It's it's not even just that. It's it's the Star Trek in a darkness approach. Like it's 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 the same thing. It's yeah. it's like the same thing as in that where like the Alice Eve's dad, whatever. Or it's it's oh, yeah. It? It's the guy. It's the guy that plays RoboCop. Who I can't remember his name right uh, now. Peter but Weller. He, yeah. Yes. Thank you. And he. Um, uh, like he's it's it's basically the same like kind of thing of like oh what if, what if Starfleet is bad which yeah. I find pretty uninteresting personally. By yeah, the way, the show is also- created by Akiva Goldsman, Michael uh, Siobhan, Kristen Beyer, Kristen Beyer, and Alex Kurtzman. I, okay. I believe Alex Kurtzman, um, who is he's done he did like the first couple of like rebooted Star Trek uh, shows. He's like a He's he's like kind of like the Star Trek guy for the okay. last several years, so I think it's like part of his overall like package. So he would maybe yeah. be, he's one of the the big dudes on it, I think. Anyway, yeah. But I I also don't totally agree with that premise that like today we need a different type of Star Trek than we did, because like I feel like the '60s were also you know that was a time when everyone was convinced that we were all going to be you know nuked by Russia any day and like World War Three right, was yeah. an inevitability. Like are we do we need optimism for the future now just as much as we did back then? Like I think that's yeah, absolutely. sort of always I, been I the appeal of Star agree, Trek yeah. is it's this future where, you know, all of the things that feel so kind of overwhelmingly dividing us now, we've been able to move past them and like reach this kind of future where you know, as we've kind of joked about with like humans not having money or that kind of thing, you know, th- this future where like all of these, where like there is a potential future where 
because in the 60s it was Star Trek where like you could have a ship that had a Russian and an American and a you know, an African and then an alien from another planet, all like and a Jap- and a Japanese and a Japanese, too. yeah, all working together, like and that those racial things just weren't even relevant, and kind of that degree of hope, like I don't know, I feel like it's it's a a miss, uh, kind of a a miss, I don't know what the word is, but sort of a fallacy to to naturally assume that there's no role for that in modern yep. culture. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and that is like an issue I have with the show. And it's certainly an issue I have with like Discovery, I think even more than this, because I think Discovery is way darker than the show. Now, I, and I should say to, you know, uh, if you have not seen the show, both it and Discovery are like very adult content. Like they're... Uh, yes, they're, they're rated they, TV mature, I think, because they, they... They swear a lot. And then this one, not, not as much this one as in... I feel like there's like some pretty violent stuff in um, in Discovery. This one has a couple of moments. There's of, a like, couple of moments that are pretty gore, but, gory. Yeah, um, it's not like really over the top or anything though. But but yeah, mostly it's swearing. They get to, yeah. they get to say words that we don't say on the show uh, um, quite a bit, and they it really it, yeah. they, they they really seem to relish them in a way that I think is like. And I, I love swearing. I, I I do love swearing, but like it, it is like almost like this kind of like yeah, they sort of call attention to it whenever thing it happens. Where it's like, yeah. hey, we get to swear on a Star Trek show, like pretty cool. Like yeah. Um, now, but yeah, I do think that. Well, I, I want to organize this a little bit, so I guess sure. I I'll, I'll say before we kind of get into, I, I'm going to try to structure ourselves a little bit, but I think it's interesting that your description of the show, a, did not really mention that a bunch of the show takes place on a Borg cube that is like a decommissioned Borg cube. That part of the show just didn't interest me at all. And then, and then also you basically didn't mention like any of the new characters except for Picard. You didn't really mention any of the characters at all, except for (laughs) Picard and Soji and then like kind of Riker. And I think that speaks to my problems with the show and just that like it is so like unfocused and poorly paced and it just seems yeah. like there's so much like superfluous unnecessary stuff in it and to, so even though like there were issues with like my i had some of these issues with like dark star trek or you know bad starfleet or like just stuff where it's like yeah you know, although again, i guess if you've watched discovery maybe you're more used to it than i am well, I I think it's 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 I I think it's, it was a lot more pronounced to me in Discovery. Like 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 this, it seems like there's like a little bit more reason to to feel bad, even though again, like I don't really like the the dark Starfleet stuff. But like, the, I I think that uh, I had some issues with that, but mostly I, those were secondary to me just being like it's it's kind of like in a way that it reminds me of like episode seven of star Wars versus episode nine, where it's like, I have a lot of issues with episode seven of star Wars. And that like, I think that it's like, it fundamentally misunderstands like what star Wars, like what's good about it. And I think that it, it's like really has like a dearth of creativity and it just kind of makes me like sad to think about like its place in like the star Trek, like Canon. And then I watched rise of Skywalker and that's just like a really badly made movie. Like, it's just like, 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 and that's kind of like how I feel about this, where it's it's like yeah. Discovery is 
Discovery is kind of like well made after a sort. It's just like not very Star Trek, whereas this is just like uh, just kind of like not very well made. I think most of the time, like with, with some exceptions. But so uh, you know, even though I've been kind of dumping on it, like I, I think maybe we should kind of organize our thoughts a little bit by kind of let, let's talk about like what we liked first, sure. and then what we didn't like, and then if we have like kind of additional, you know neither neither category uh <laughs> thoughts about it yeah. so look why don't we and why don't we actually like why don't we take turns so, like why don't you tell me tell me like something you liked uh i will about it. i will say in kind of with the degree of uh self-awareness with this i i did i found the crew like for the most part likable and i realized that they were all pretty like best archetypal and at worst cliched um, that it was kind of like hi I'm the seasoned veteran and old friend hi I'm the captain with like some attitude and a mysterious past and I'm the plucky comic relief and I'm the silent deadly mercenary um, oh but man I, maybe we won't be able to do this in this <laughs> way because I could not I, I could not care less about those people really? I, I liked <laughs> I mean, again, go on, like, go on, sorry, they, they just seemed they, they seemed to have charisma to me like they just seemed like likable people for the most part the doctor didn't really do work for me um well that's it that's the thing is that like i i like allison pill and other stuff like 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 and and so she's like the only one of those people who i'd kind of seen outside yeah. of this and that i recognized anyway and um yeah i thought her character i like way, her like, like way too wildly between like the like Doe-eyed, naive comic relief, and then the like. I am very the person who murdered her boyfriend. Like, consternated like, about this. Like, yeah, I, I, like, I think she's like a good actress. Like, you know, I saw her in Vice not that long ago, and she does a good job in Vice. And like, you know, obviously, like my main association with her is from Scott Pilgrim, where she plays Kim Pine, and like, I like that. I like her in that movie. Uh, that movie is great. Like, and so I was like, oh, I'm excited to get to see her, and I just felt like. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't think that she was really given anything good to do. I, based just yeah. based on like my knowledge of her abilities, like I think if I hadn't known that she was good, I maybe would have thought she was like that. She was her problem, but I think it is just like a writing thing of like. I mean, yeah, n- none of them are really like other than Picard. None of them are giving anything really that interesting to do. Um, like it, but, they seem like a kind of crew that would have made a fun show of just like a crew on a ship like flying around going on adventures um but that's not what this show was no i i liked the like the captain and then how like all of the the different like hologram programs were all played by the same guy um see now that, that was like that felt very star trek but i was also like i don't really buy that this guy would do like like why is this guy like doing bits you know it just didn't really seem like yeah. that something that character would do um like that seemed like yeah. something like the doctor on voyager would do to amuse himself like it didn't really seem like <laughs> something that this like kind of like troubled guy who saw his captain phase his brains out like would you know what i mean like it, yeah it, like it, make i i thought he was okay like i think he was like one of the better ones i, I yeah. thought that allison pill's character was like the doc the doctor who's we should probably say this guy's name so rios is the captain yeah, rios- um What's the what's the doctor's name? Agnes. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Agnes Gerardi. Yeah. So, yeah. she, 
I felt like I, I felt like she was like really was like vacillated between like kind of like neurotic and quirky and then like and then like she just like starts sobbing. Yeah. And she she like murders her boyfriend at one point and then like two episodes <laughs> later we're supposed to like her. And, yeah, and yeah, she was the one that I feel did the most like didn't really have a consistent character that they stuck with for her. Yeah, and then obviously there's Soji who like actually has a story purpose, and so I think she likes fares a little better. Um, And then there's there's... Rafi, who's this sort of old friend of Picard's from back when they were in Starfleet. That uh, when he gave up on the Romulans, she like lost her job and became this sort of like drunk crackpot that has all these conspiracy theories and lives in a trailer. Yeah, um, who I I did not I did not care for her either. Like she I, was, I, just, I think probably the most like cliched character. And um, again, like no no offense to um, you know I've never seen what's her name. Uh, I don't know what her name was. The, the actress's name yeah. is. Let's see. Uh, I you know no offense to gosh dang it, oh Michelle Hurd. I've heard that name, so maybe yeah, I have. Sure, that was Michelle. Because yeah. that is a real familiar sounding name. Yeah. What is she like famous for? Um, She's in Law and Order, yeah. Leap Years, Asher's Dota, Blind Spot. Oh yeah, Kim knows her from Blind Spot. Um, okay. But um, no offense to her, I guess I don't really know her from anything. But like yeah. again, I really just did not. I, I think again, probably a writing thing. Like she just they gave her so many like cliche lines, and then like she kind of just like has to be really aggro against Picard like the whole like for like the beginning yeah. of it. and it's just like it really kind of puts you off I think because like the one character you're familiar with and you like is this guy and like for her to just be like nah I don't like you yeah. it's very grumpy and then like and then like there's just like that sudden thing where they're like we want you to care about her son like like yeah for like one happens. episode she like goes and meets her son and he's like no, you were never there for me. Get out of my life. And then she's real sad about that and comes back to the ship. And then they never talk about it again. <laughs> like, yep. uh, and then so there's her, and then there's Elnor. <laughs> there's who Elnor, is, who, who uh, Kim and I just called Legolas the whole time. Yes, no, yeah, he's, he's just an he's elf. An elf. Like, he's <laughs> and just, he has he's absolutely also has like an elf. <laughs> more than anyone in the show, there is no reason for his character to exist. Like he, he's kind of around and like has some cool action scenes. But mm-hmm. has no actual like role in the story. I thought he he was like a little bit better characterized. I think though, so I, I didn't I really mind his, I liked his character, as much. But, like he's but it was a completely pointless. Like I don't know why the character existed. Uh, but he's 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 not really an actual elf. He is a he is a, he's a Romulan. young Romulan who yeah. Picard knew when when like when he Picard when the he was when Eleanor was a a boy, yeah. and then. And then kind of like never visited again after he quit Starfleet. So like there's a little bit of like tension there that yeah. is quickly uh, gotten rid of. And then like then like their other kind of like sometimes crew member is Seven or Nine. Yeah. Who, you know, we we love on Voyager. And that she was just like fine. She did, she did a good job, I thought. Yeah. Jerry uh, Ryan I, has chops. She, she does. I thought she was doing fine. I was a little bit disappointed. She didn't really seem very much like the character from the old show. Um, which I was a little bit disappointed by, but like Jerry Ryan. Yeah, she, there were kind act, of a few so. glimpses where she would, but yeah, and and they, you know, I feel like they, their kind of explanation for that would be that as time's gone on, she's become more like human and less like Borg, and yeah, and she's she's essentially become this like she's renegade really good at fighting. vigilante, yeah, that just 
flies around the galaxy like dishing out justice um she's part of the they're called the Fenrir Rangers which is a pretty cool name for a spacefaring vigilante squad mm-hmm. like that that could have its own show um but you know too though it's like and there's you I well, yeah, that's he's not really part of the crew, but yeah, he he was great by the way. Like I thought he did a really yeah, good job. He like he, good. um, that was what's that guy's name? Jonathan something, I think. Uh, Jonathan Darko, yeah, is yeah. Hugh. He's which who's Hugh Hugh the who was was on two episodes of TNG as like a Borg that kind of like got deconverted and then reconverted into a Borg. Yeah. And he's, now he's an ex-Borg, but he, I thought he did a really good job. The, um, I was really sad that he died. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, with seven though, I think like part of it was just that like, she wasn't, wasn't doing any seven stuff. And I'm not saying that I like, I'm against her being like a cool action hero or whatever, but like, that's kind of all she does in this. She's just like, she's like, she talks regular and she, yeah, and she drinks. Has, she's, she's good at guns ass. and flying, which yeah. is like, those are what. What is the character then that I, you know, it's like, like seven. It was defined by like, not that she like, couldn't do those things, but like she was like a scientist and she, you know, talked in a certain way, like and and was kind of like recovering robotically. And I'm not saying that she needs to do the same character. It's obviously been a lot of time in between. But like, I was kind of like, I'm not really sure what to like grab onto about her. That's the same about her other than like her thing over her eye and the, the, the actress is the same person, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, the, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just really, I, I think too, like for me, and I'm not trying to like shoot you down. So I do apologize if it feels like that. Like you, I'm not saying you should be, you should be, you're wrong or that you should agree with me about this stuff. But like with, with the cast, I kind of was like, you, as with everything on the show, I kind of thought to myself, there could be less of this. So I was kind of like, you know, it's a small ship. You don't need all these people on the ship. I kind of felt like you could have combined like Raffi and Agnes into one character. And you probably could have combined like Elnor and, um, and Rios into one character. Mm. You honestly probably could have combined Eleanor and Rios and seven into just seven's character. Like it would have like not affected the show very much. And, uh, it just, I, it, it just felt like as with kind of everything on the show, it felt very, uh, bloated to me. Yeah. Um, This is going to go long by the way, folks. I mean, you'll, what you'll know if you see the download code. We'll kind of fit in with the, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we don't talk, claim we not about, to have our own pacing problems. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, though. I, I guess I shouldn't just shoot you down. I guess I just didn't really want to. I didn't really want you to be like, I liked the cast. And then like 20 minutes later, under bad stuff, me being like, I didn't like the cast. Like, I thought we might be better just to get all that out of the way. That's fair. Like That's at fair. once. What's something else you really liked about it? Because I, I don't want to like just like respond to all of your So stuff I don't like know that there's anything I like really liked. I, I mean, it was... I, okay, you know, I have a few things if you don't, but yeah, I I felt overall like it was, you know, I I enjoyed. I don't know that I could put my finger on anything specific, but like I enjoyed parts of my time with it, and like, um, yeah. I, what what are your what are your things? Okay, so I, I would say I'm just gonna read off like 
the things I have on my little because I, I wrote like sure. a list before we started of like good things, bad things, and then like two just things that I I didn't really think were good or bad, just kind of like strange and like worth noting. Um, sure. Good. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to read these in order. The first thing I wrote down was Romulan wears sunglasses, uh, which I texted you a picture <laughs> of uh, yesterday. There is a secret Romulan who I think is pretending. I think the the, the idea is that she's pretending to be a Vulcan. Vulcan I think because yeah. they're related. Um, they're related species. So there's a there's a, a secret Romulan who is like basically the security officer of um, of oh, Starfleet. Very 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 similar, I think, to like the job that Peter Weller has in Star Trek Beyond, which is again, which uh, <laughs> which kind of makes me a little like even a little bit you less forgetting it because problems. realizing that now uh, Alice Kurtzman worked on both of those things, but. Anyway, uh, and at one point, for reasons, I mean, I don't know if it needs a reason other than that it was just delightful. Um, she, she like goes, she like she kind of goes out on a sunny day to like interview Agnes, yeah, and and you see like clips of this interview across multiple episodes, and she's wearing sunglasses, and she's like she's wearing like a star a Starfleet uniform, pretty big sunglasses, and then she has like huge. Very visible Romulan pointy. Yeah, like, they go out more uh, like, like I feel like usually you think of like Vulcans or Romulans, it kind of goes like points up, and hers just go like straight, like horizontally yeah. out. And it's extremely funny. Like, I I don't know whether that was, I I kind of think it was not like intentionally a joke, but like it, extremely, legitimately like very very funny to see. <laughs> To see that—that that was, I think, the thing I liked the most about the show was that this very funny <laughs> image of this of this Ryman wearing sunglasses that I have saved on my phone and will definitely be using in future uh, uh, text exchanges and such. Um, uh, and I think we can both agree that that's that's a positive element of the show, however small it is. Um, I, so I think the actual like substantive thing I really liked the most about the show was I think the premise of the show is good. I think that the actual, like, the if you elevator pitched me the show, I kept on saying this to Kim, that if you described to me what the show was about, I'd be like, oh, that sounds good. And I, and I, I, I really think that's true. I think that, like, it's really, it's really, like, I think a strong choice to kind of, like, pick up these threads for maybe things that are, like, not even necessarily, like, the best liked of, um of like Star Trek lore and to run with these things and kind of, it's like a very like inclusive approach. It kind of reminds me of like the way that like the Dave Filoni shows on star Wars, uh, like kind of treat like the prequels and things like that, where it's like, it is kind of like, yeah, like whatever it's all happened. And so like, we're going to take the positive aspects of it and make it into something. I think that like, especially I really liked the way that they kind of use like the, the events of Star Trek 2009 as mm a jumping off point because I think that's kind of something that where they kind of set this thing up and then they didn't really talk about it. And I think of course, like the consequences to that would be huge. Like, and yeah. so I think it makes a lot of sense to do that stuff. I think that like the Mars, you know, the tragedy on Mars is kind of an interesting way to go too. And I, and, and then also just like this story itself, I think that why I might have some kind of like individual quibbles with how some of that stuff wrapped up or, or, or various like little elements of it. I think that like that idea where you are kind of like pushing forward, like these things that happen on the older shows, I think that all worked pretty well in concept. Um, it, I don't know. how do you, how did you feel about that stuff? Like I, I found that stuff interesting. 
I just didn't th- like 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 to to think about, and then yeah. just not as interesting to watch. <laughs> That's fair. How it was. Yeah, I think out. I think in some cases. I mean, I don't know then. I'm and I'm trying to think because like I don't know that I necessarily would have ever like wondered like whatever happened to Hugh. Um, but but yeah, I agree that that was like an int- like that 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 side of it. And again, I kind of wrote off the whole like. Meanwhile, there's this whole Borg Romulan thing, which takes up like almost half of the running time of the show. Which is that there's this the Romulans have cap have this defunct Borg cube, and there's this pro- kind of joint project between the Romulans and Starfleet to recover that as sort of this archaeological thing. And that Hughes, and they're like convert they're like re, they're like kind of reconverting these yeah because and, the board basically huge, have gotten main purpose there is he's the lead, leading this this project to like take Borg and kind of re like reintroduce them back into society's humans and that's become kind of his pet thing as yeah. a former Borg himself and that was a cool I thought that was like a very cool thing that they show you that that's what he's doing now. Right. The, um, the entire the entire Borg cube was cut off from the collective as well. So they just kind of yeah. been sitting there until they get taken off. Yep. Um, and yeah, I agree. Um, and again, like what? Uh, yeah, it I, it was interesting. It was interesting. I thought to kind of carry out like forward, you know, all these lines of what would have happened to these characters. Um, it does sort of raise the question of, you know, why they picked the characters they did and what happened to all the rest of them. Um, you know, because there's, there's plenty of people that survived all of the series of Star Trek that we we don't see what happened to them. Right. There, there's like this. There's this segment. There's like this thing that happens in like like the second episode or something, where like Riker is talking to, or not Riker. Um, Picard is talking about how he like kind of needs a crew, and then like. Yeah, they're just like, well, why don't you just go get, like, Riker and Jordy and... And then he's like, no, they would do it, but, like, it shouldn't be for them. And I was like, why? why? I mean, like, ultimately, it's like, I kind of respect that in the sense that, like, would it really be that great to, like, get the band back together, like, entirely? But at the same time, like, having watched the show, I kind of was like, well, I guess I would have rather had that happen than what they did. Like, like, and it's not like most of them would have done it. Like, they all, they all still like each other and star trek you know yeah and i'm not saying that like you know i think ultimately you want it, if you, if the show is called picard you want to focus on picard i get it but um yeah like that it i don't know it was uh i think i i'm i'm almost I, w- I would be willing to predict that they're going to have like more cast members or different cast members on season two but uh, yeah. it, it should season two ever get made, you know, now who knows it's been renewed, but yeah, you know, what kind of world are we living in? But anyway, yeah, I, you wouldn't need it to, to go on. I would say either like, yeah, uh, but they did definitely leave, like a, leave the, uh, leave it open for that. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So I, I liked the premise. Um, I, I honestly, like I know you seem kind of cool on it, but I liked the idea of a Borg cube too. I, 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 I did. Uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, it wasn't as much the, the Borg cube. Like I, I liked that. I just didn't, it was one of those things that just like that story and those, like I was all the two Romulan spies just made me uncomfortable whenever they were on screen. 
like didn't mm-hmm. like either of them really at all. Like that that you didn't whole like the, the, line guy, of, the one guy and then his and then his sister. sister who kept on talking about him having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that whole that whole line of the story with like Soji and the Romulan stuff, like it it just didn't interest me as much as like I I guess I wanted a like fun charismatic crew flying around space having adventures and mm-hmm. that was even farther from that than Picard like, the it, slowly yeah. coll- like working up the the will to leave Earth. Yeah. Um but um. So uh, then, my next thing on my list is I I thought that the TNG supporting cast was good, especially Riker. Yeah, but, I mean, any- Brett, Brett Spiner. Brett Spiner is plays multiple roles in this, uh, and he is good in all of them. I think. Yeah, I I actually saw a um before like between episode nine and before episode ten had come out, I saw like a YouTube video that was a fan theory that. Um, that his character was actually secretly lore, um, which again, like, could have potentially oh, made for something much more interesting than uh, what they ended up going with. But well, so that's actually that's 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 funny you say that because I I I actually even though I did not really like the show and even, I did not really like the last episode either, but I think like those couple bits of the last episode with Data in them because essentially like you find out that Data. Even though Data is dead, like part of his, like, like basically, like uh, his memory was kind of saved in before, who is like this kind of imperfect version of, imperfect version of him that you see in Nemesis, and so like basically Data's mind has now been like placed into a computer, and um, and so and then when Picard dies, his consciousness is also transferred into the same computer, and so he gets to have like one final like real conversation with with data and i liked that scene a lot and i liked the scene at the end when data because basically data is like i want you to when you get out i want you to basically unplug me and let me die yeah because like i've been want like the whole my whole life i wanted to be become human and like this is like part of what being human is is like knowing like kind of like the life is sweet because like it is finite you know and and like that that scene especially where he dies i did get like a little bit like a little overclamped and I, 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 um, I think just because like those two actors are quite good and also like they do have like a history, like a, like a, a long, like felt history together that yeah. is kind of lacking from like a lot of the rest of the show where you're just kind of like, Oh, I guess like here's Raffi and like her son is here and uh, his wife is pregnant, but Raffi can't see the baby because of reasons and like blah 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 blah. Like, you know, seeing these two people with like a shared history who are really that you've been doing there a good for job. as much as they have, yeah, yeah, like that that like worked for me. Um, but yeah, and I, and I thought I thought uh, Troy does a good job too, like in like the you know yeah, she's in the one episode, very... but she's she's good too, and uh, so I liked all of them. Um, and then I'll read just very quickly the other things I had on the good, which is the scene where they dress up was okay, which is <laughs> See, that, referring to that I feel was was over promised because and, and I don't know if you watched this or not, but they always do at the end of each episode they would do a little like and again like very much the kind of thing that would be on a television show of the like next, next time, time on, on on Star Trek Picard and they show you yeah. like 
clips from the next episode that are usually like carefully edited to make it look much more fun or the situation much more dire or whatever than you yeah, think yeah. it ends up being. But but they they would they kind of teased that that like everyone you know dresses up in these like roguish outfits, and I felt like that one kind of underdelivered. Um, yeah, that that episode's not great, but I was. I don't know. It, Cause, it, cause that it was like the closest be, that they yeah. came to like having a holodeck episode, and I was yeah. like, you know what? Bakers can't be choosers. Like, <laughs> uh, like Patrick Stewart is dressing up like a French pirate, and like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to accept like that for the gift that it is. Like, it, it, which is again, I said in my thing, the scene where they dressed up was okay, is what I is what I put. Um, then under that, I put there was one good episode, I think, which I believe is the episode. Following that one, um, Kim and I both finished that episode. I was like, that was good. And even that we had kind of a um, kind of a mixed reaction on which which will I'll get to in like the negative stuff. But that's that episode is called The Impossible Box, which is the one where um, the male Klingon spy figures out where oh, Soji is. Okay. And then um, like that's also like when Picard gets to. Uh, Picard gets to the board cube and then like, and then so like, like Hugh him, helps them find, Hugh, yeah. Yeah. And then Hugh helps them find like that weird transporter and they get sent out to, to where yeah. Riker and, uh, Troy are living. Um, so, uh, the, the, and then I, and then I wrote, wrote Hugh, he was great. Um, that was, I, I think him one of the episodes that was directed by Jonathan Frakes, if I'm not wrong. So, uh, I believe you are correct. Um, uh, I believe you're correct. Uh, but, um, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to look yeah, at the check. Time, but, yeah. uh, no, it was not. It was directed no. by um, Maha Vrvlo or something like that. Okay. V-R-V-I-L-O. Vrvlo. Um, but, uh, so I wrote Hugh. I thought he was great. Um, really thought Jonathan Darko did a great job. Like, uh, I just he's very like kind but also like down to business I love like when he like sees Picard and like gives him a big hug I thought that was really good yeah and then the, the last thing I wrote down was the recurring joke where like whenever Picard is on the board cube like people are just like Locutus like like yeah, like, yeah like, even when he, he's like running and trying to escape like someone's like Locutus <laughs> and he like looks behind yeah. him and keeps running yeah I thought that was a really good like running gag that like people kept on the different board different recognizing him as Locutus who if you've seen the 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 Borg like the main Borg episodes of um Picard like that or of of, of TNG yeah. he when he gets turned into a Borg the Borg names him like Locutus um and so everyone uh recognizes him because you kind of are like you 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 even even in your if you're not connected to the hive like yeah, you have or if you're an ex borg like you you still know things that you never experienced like which is again later on how how seven and hugh both find like a secret part of the board cube that no one has found because like they knew it because they're yeah. they're ex borg or xbs um so those were the things that i liked um i don't know if, you, if you've thought of anything else like yeah. uh, sp- speak now <laughs> i don't know uh, now, now i feel like it's weird because like we came into this as like i felt like i enjoyed the experience of watching it more than you did and now that we're actually talking about it i feel like you have more positive things to say about it than i do <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not trying to ruin your experience i hope i'm not but uh uh so on the bad side i wrote so I, we already talked about the characters, and I did not really enjoy most of them. 
Um, and we've already talked about like kind of sad Trek. I, I would say like, yeah. you know, um, we already talked about kind of bad, the bad Federation and also like just, you know, what if Star Trek was sad? Um, but then I, I also like specifically wanted to call out that there appears to be like significant uh, income inequality uh, on Earth and in Starfleet now, which I don't want to get into one of our traditional <laughs> how does money work on Star Trek conversations because this happens like every other episode at this point, it feels like. But I will just point out that they do have to pay Rios in money for him to go. And he might not be part of the Federation, but then Raffi, when you meet her, she's living in basically a space trailer in the yeah, desert. Because and she she's lost clearly her job in Starfleet and Right. She's she's clearly poor and Picard is rich. And she says something basically saying this and I and I was kinda like that like yeah, it, it does not make it any sense. Like case, it doesn't yeah. make it does not make any sense. Like we, you know, we know we know from an episode that we that we have recorded, but you guys have not heard yet. Like that that like explicitly, uh, the Federation <laughs> takes place in a post currency society or whatever he says. Like whatever they say in that episode. Yeah. Like it, it, and so it does not. It like that that just like kind of that little detail was like that. You're you are trying to make this like a darker thing, and it's not welcome to but from me but also like you're you're to do it you are ignoring like fundamental elements of like yeah. yeah of like all star trek that is like that has existed basically uh, yeah because that, again because that that's like bothered me the the sort of the premise like at its creation the premise of star trek was this like few, and especially i feel like the next generation maybe even more so than the original series you know if you talk about like encounter at farpoint it's like the main thing they talk about is that like humanity has kind of has gone through these like dark times and has like been able to advance past all these you know all of the problems that kind of we consider like modern. Yeah. Uh, but that was just like something that bugged me. So beyond those things, I would say that the the, the kind of there's two kind of more two like remaining like main things I didn't like about the episode. No. One of them we've been dancing around a lot, but like this show is paced so poorly. I think <laughs> like 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 yeah. it is like a thing of like, and I think a lot of prestige TV these days kind of falls into this. This is not like a unique thing to the show, but like they got an episode order for ten episodes. They could have made this in five episodes. Yeah, they should have it made been it in a five movie, episodes. Really. Yeah, it, probably. It, right. Yeah, it, it and maybe it should have been like because. Or either they should have come up with more to do, because yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. But like, the, it, it, literally four episodes, it takes it, it takes him three episodes to get into space, yep. and then it, it takes four episodes, like so. It's one episode after he gets into space before he is done assembling his team. Yeah, because the the next episode is him getting like the last member of the crew, and that's that whole episode. Yeah, and and it's like they and. And this would maybe be excusable if they would find things that were interesting to do whilst this was happening, but they don't really. It's like they kind of like storyboarded this thing out and they're like, all right, well, in this episode, they're going to go to this planet where it's where a bunch of like ex-Romulans live. And then that will end with him. Uh, that will end with him getting um, Elnor. Elnor on the team. And... 
and it's like we'll do an episode where like that's where he is and it's like okay that's fine um what will happen in the middle like in the middle of the episode <laughs> nothing like like that's, that's basically like it just it's so boring like it, it and i i can't even really like i couldn't even tell you what happens in that episode like this is is that like it's just kind of like it's kind of people kind of very slowly explaining like what happened to Picard's life previous, but also just like a lot of like people just talking about their feelings, but like not in an interesting way, you know, or just like a lot of scenes at the beginning of like Soji sleeping with uh, the Romulan spy and them kind of yeah. like talking about like how they're both, they both have secrets, but like, it's not, it's nothing. Like, it's just like, it's just so just yeah maybe that's my thing with all this so- like, like all the soji stuff is completely like right until the impossible box where she actually like you know he does get her to kind of re- make these realizations about herself like all of the rest of the stuff with her like really goes like doesn't advance at all and it's not even like interesting philosophical stuff it's just like yeah. very like navel gazy like crap like yeah even even like the episode uh nepenthe where they go to where he's it's like mm-hmm. clearly they storyboarded that like when they're starting there's like all right so we're gonna have one episode where they're on where the like, nice planet Riker. with with the rikers it's like okay and well okay and nothing like, like yeah. it's just like and, and like they kind but, of talk to each other what if and, they like, eat pizza yeah <laughs> what if they make pizza before eating it and, and it's like and I can't complain that much because like I do love Jonathan Frakes and I would watch him do anything and I think that Troy does a good job in that episode too I d- did not really care for their precocious young child and and again I'm not saying that nothing bad can happen to any of the characters but like you know it's very like modern Star Trek to have them be like Anna and we have a dead son so it's yeah. not like you can actually be like oh they're doing great you, you know but like uh, the nothing happens it's just like like instead of them like re-explaining the plot and like it just kind of like a bunch of people being like how do you feel about this uh kind of bad like it's yeah. just it's, i don't it's know if just, i can trust anybody yeah it, it's just it's nothing like and that's like the whole show is is just nothing it's just nothing being stressed out for like an episode that's like they have a beginning and then they have an end and then in the middle it's just kind of like well I don't know, some we'll figure something out and then like usually they didn't um (laughs) it uh i just really you know yeah just did nothing for me and and then i I, the other thing about it is just like the the kind of the 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 other aspect of the thing that i really didn't like is that it, it felt very like the actual like plot stuff that was going on it did feel very like cliche to me like even though i liked the premise of the show like I don't know, like the pro, like like I don't know. Do we need like I have a prophecy in, in Star Trek? Like that seems such a that's that's such a cliche like science fiction fantasy thing. It's like oh, there's a prophecy that's gonna happen, and then like blah blah blah. And yeah. it's like sure, it's like kind of interesting that like the prophecy, the Ryman's interpretation of the prophecy is what leads them to basically frame these synthetics and, and and thus like which then causes the synthetics to be afraid of the Romulans. And so like, maybe it is ultimately the Romulans misinterpretation of this prophecy that like is ultimately their undoing. Like that's kind of an interesting idea, I guess, but like not interesting enough to justify like what the show is. But, but then also it's like, it's not just that though. It's like the thing, uh, 
like towards the end when like basically like to get the synthetics to all agree to summon these higher race of people that will kill all human human life or all, all organic life um sutra who is like another one of the synthetics that looks like uh dodge and soji on the planet of synthetics where where like a grand like a i think the son or grandson of nunyan soon is also living yes um who we just now found out exists yeah, but I, I, I don't really care about sure. that because I just like I like seeing Death yeah, Spider, you know. It's it's a good excuse. And um but like she she like basically frames a Romulan yeah, she for murders murdering one of one the of other the... synthetics and then frames the Romulan for it. Yeah. But like the way that that is figured out by like that there's a security camera on the on like the girls on the on the, the murdered uh, Android's face, and then like they replaying it, and you just see her like come into frame and like stab her in the eye, and it's like, well, that's that's stupid. Like that's like we've seen that before, but also it's like, why didn't she just like stab her in the back so you wouldn't be able to see the evidence? It's like presumably that is what you would see, you know. And then the thing that really I think bothered Kim and I the most was because this is I think this is such a common thing. It's more common than you'd think, and also it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. Is in the impossible box, that whole sequence where he uses like hypnosis to like go into her dream and like for her to like look at parts of the dream that she wouldn't be able to see in the dream. Yeah. It's like that, that's so overused and it's so, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and it's so dumb and I hate it anytime that it shows up anywhere. Like it's, it's like one of my least favorite, never ever do this, it's stupid uh, things. And, and like, and that's kind of like, and like that's in the best episode of the show, and it kind of is like the thing that the show is like hung on in that episode is like this thing, and and uh, and it's just like no, like that don't do this. Like it, it's it's like come up with a different idea, like come up with a better idea. Yeah. Um, uh, so that that really I don't know. What what about you? Like I'm I'm talking a lot. I'm talking a lot. Yeah, I think we kind of covered all the main things that yeah i would say the, the pacing and the clichédness were the two things that i most like could objectively say like we're not great with it um i mean is there any yeah. like examples that like you want to bring up that really were striking to you because i don't want this to be just me like complaining for no i think I yeah i think we've kind of covered and again i don't i don't want to i like i said i i enjoyed watching the show it was maybe i just don't in engage with enough entertainment these days that like anything was just like it was it was fun it was a nice like they told me a story i you know i like i said i i enjoyed i i found the characters like likable i wished there was there was they had more to do um uh again like all the Picard, like, yeah, like I, I, I thought the actors all did a really good job with their character. I mean, like again, like Patrick Stewart is so good. All, the, all the actors like did the, a really good job with what they were given, um, performance-wise. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I think we kind of covered everything I had to say about it. I had some like very very minor things. Well, let's. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter what how long this goes. Like, we why don't we just do it? So yeah, what were your what were your kind of like weird? What were your weird ones? So, one one of my things was it's. I think we've briefly talked before about 
what uh, fashion looks like in the future, but it's interesting that by this time it's it seems like it's kind of circled back around to just like what we would consider fairly normal clothes right now. Yeah, we came out and noticed that too. <laughs> Everyone's just wearing like kind of leather jackets and you know, for, for when, you know, compared to like the weird sweaters and cat suits and you know yeah stuff in like next generation it's interesting that now everyone's just kind of wearing jackets except for Eleanor who is just wearing elf clothes yes <laughs> with he an is, elf sword an elf. and an elf hair yes and an he's, elf name he's like this yep <laughs> yep all right what, what else what else um and then oh i uh i i said this in a text message to you but i i i really i would be interesting in, in knowing what the story is of what happened between like the 2370s and the 2380s that made all these lens flares everywhere all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it was something that uh, there were a few times where I just like really noticed that it's like, it was, it's weird. Like 20 years ago, something happened and now everywhere you look, there's just like these bright flashes, like light just like shining right in your eye. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's from the, the supernova. Um, right, right. The supernova that is J.J. Abrams' uh, style guide for the the uh, the movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I didn't. I didn't. F- I didn't pick up on that as much as uh, like there were just watching, a couple scenes watching the, really the, the, the um, re- rewatching the Abrams Trek movies. I did note. I, I you know, obviously those are kind of infamous for that. But I I, yeah. I did notice it again there. But I didn't. I didn't notice it as much in the in the show. Um, and the only other thing I wrote down was that it's, they, oh, there, there's one scene, and this may be more of like a specific episode, but there's one scene in the early episodes where, uh, they, they're like trying, when they're trying to find Soji and like someone find, like they, this is, I think when they're tracking the calls that were made by Dodge and they're like, it came from somewhere not on earth. And I was like, I feel like they act way too shocked for being in the Star Trek universe to find out that, like, someone is somewhere other than Earth in a show that, like, over seven series, most of, like, them happen not not on Earth. Like, it's very right. rare to have a scene set on Earth. Right. <laughs> it's just like... And especially because at that point, I'm like, well, I should hope that she's not on Earth because, like, I'm tired <laughs> of being on Earth. Like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Uh, and then the only thing was... I feel like they they really go for as much mileage as they can out of the whole earl gray thing like yeah, there's a whole lot earl of times where they, at the beginning they kind of make little like inside jokes about the earl gray tea yeah uh um yeah that's that's true uh did you uh i'll tell you my weird stuff i i did not have very many i i, I said i had two but i actually remembered one other one i thought that it was like kind of funny but also like i was kind of annoyed by that for whatever reason maybe budget limitations or something like they they really in in a way that i i feel like was not the case on the old star trek shows maybe it was and maybe i just more forgiving but i felt like they really tried very they, they they did a lot of things where it was like clearly like they did it because they were trying to save money on locations um so oh, that they like 
remade the his vineyard in the holodeck. Yeah, so they, they, they have a holodeck and they have meetings on that set. Yeah, they have they have a holodeck and the only thing they use it for is to make an office, which is an unforgivable sin. Um, <laughs> but then like also I just feel like they they there's a couple other times where I'm like, oh okay, like this is this is shot where it is because they can so they can put it in the Borg cube again or whatever. Like they you know hmm. they. Um, but then the two kind of main things I written down were the other thing besides the Romulan wearing sunglasses that Kim and I would constantly reference while watching the show is the fact that Soji explains at some point during one of the episodes that all Romulan's houses have a fake door in the front oh, of yeah. the house, uh, and then a, a real back door, but for like, I don't know, for like tricking purposes, but we were kind of like, well, but... But where if does the front door go? That, but it's like if they all have that, that kind of defeats the purpose of it existing. Like like like, like especially the back because door like just becomes the the door, right? Because like it's not like that only makes sense if you are if if like they grew up with like another race of people who didn't do that. Like that's only if they if yeah, all it's, Romulans it's one of those do that. that. Yeah, that like when if they say it and like you don't pay too much attention, you're just like oh okay. Like that seems Romulan, and then like if you <laughs> any, give it any degree of thought, you're just like, wait, wait, no. It's like how did they all just collectively to start decide to start doing this, where they they all saw fake front doors, and then it's like, at a certain point, it's just like it's not a fake front door if everyone does it. It's just like a weird. We all have a useless door frame on our house. Why? I don't know. Yeah, that's it's just, just how we build houses. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to call out was I was trying to find a picture of it to describe it, but I don't think it's on Memory Alpha. Um, so there, so the scene where Data dies, um, it, you know, mm-hmm. so you see it's kind of cutting back and forth between Picard, like pulling these like chips out of the computer that have Data's brain in them. And then like Data's imagination of like what is happening while mm-hmm. this is going on. And so you see him, he's like sitting in a chair and then like he lies down, he's not feeling well and he's kind of gets old and withers away. And like Picard is there like comforting him basically. And um, again, it's a good scene, but I did just want to call out that Data is wearing like the most bizarre outfit at the beginning He's wearing like a black bathrobe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like a really weird like black bathrobe smoking jacket thing. It's like it's like silk, but it's got like these weird like patterns on it. I'm just trying to see if I can find uh uh what it looks like. Uh um because it just it just really we just we, we Kim and I were both like, that is a crazy looking outfit. Um but Maybe I won't be able to find it, but it's worth noting if you watch the episode or if you see it again or something. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a weird looking, and it's not even like I don't know for some people, whatever. But it just it would seem like a strange choice for Data to wear like this. It's like well, time to die. I'm gonna wear a really flamboyant like <laughs> sex bathrobe. Like, uh, but um, anyway, I just wanted to call that out because it made me it made me giggle. Same same thing with the door. Same thing with the the. Uh, <laughs> Romulan with sunglasses on. So, uh, I I apologize to anyone who like liked this episode, liked the series, and like, uh, you know, was disheartened yeah. by our feelings about it. You know, certainly I'm not saying that no one should like it or anything like that, but uh, mm-hmm. it was not. I just it, it was not for me, you know. And uh, that being said, like I will watch season two because. 
I think I've kind of gotten to a point where I have just decided that I'm going to be a Star Trek uh, completist, even beyond the show. Um, so I'm sure I'll watch more of it, and we'll probably do another special episode about about like yeah, probably. You know, we'll have to talk about it. But I, I think Lower Decks is still theoretically coming out this year, so you know, um, we we might do more of these, you know, when different things happen, if you know, yeah. if and when there's another Star Trek movie and stuff. So I had fun doing it, even though we had kind of some negative. <laughs> I think a most mostly negative things to say yeah. And, and you know, for, and for all of that too, I don't want to like try to wrap this up with like a note of sincerity that wasn't there, but like, uh, Patrick Stewart's a great actor and you know, the others, the other characters from TNG, like I love them, you know? And it was nice to see them again. I yeah. just wish that it was under different, uh, circumstances, you know, that's fair. Anyway, well, uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. This is a longer episode, but uh, I think, you know, we it was not as it was not eight times the size of one of our normal episodes, so you know, we kept it kind of shorter. <laughs> Did what we could. Um so uh you know, uh as as usual, uh we're uh, you can find us uh, at contracts on Twitter, outofcontracts.podbean.com on our website. Uh, e- email us at uh, outofcontracts at gmail.com. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S, sorry. And um, we're part of Kaleidoscope uh, Media Network, so uh, please check out uh, shows like uh, Horror Podcast. Uh, that's our, uh, uh, Here's Johnny. Um Harry Potter podcast, Wizard Studies, and Science Pop Culture podcast. That's not how science works. Um, this is going up on an off week. We'll be back to our regular schedule uh, on this upcoming Sunday. Um, so this won't this won't count as like one of our regular uh, episodes. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll we'll see you in a week. Okay, thanks everybody. Although listeners of this podcast may find themselves brave for having withstood classic episodes like the body switching, the enemy within, or the gothic witchy horror of Cat's Paw, we at the Here's Johnny podcast like to dive even deeper into the genre of horror. That's right, Justin, and even though you really dated yourself naming off two super old episodes of Star Trek, here on the Here's Johnny podcast we review video games and films from all over the horror genre, looking at different subgenres like vampires, aliens, and zombies and we compare the similarities and differences between the media. We also have discussion-based episodes, which range from interviews with people in the industry, deep dives into directors, and their filmography or analysis into video game timelines. Yeah, that fictional history of Resident Evil was quite the doozy. But be sure to check us out. You can find us on any podcasting site. We have new episodes every Monday, and our website is heresjohnnypodcast.com. Wix site w-i-x-s-i-t-e.com backslash horror and on there you can find links to our episode feed all our social media it is all there and remember in space no one can hear you scream and stay scary <laughs>